Welcome, friends, to Happy to Fail Season 2, Episode 3. This is the ever-growing podcast where you and I, we proudly embrace every single challenge, situation, and change that comes on in our life because you and I, we figure them out together. I'm recording this episode right now on a rainy night at 10 p.m. to be precise because after a long, exhausting day where I was in multiple meetings, Zoom calls, documents, you gotta send emails, everything. Even on my break, I'm watching a YouTube video, but what does this all have in common? It requires the use of a computer screen, my phone, sometimes the combination of both, because even here in Puerto Rico, maybe I'm doing something to my computer, power goes out, I have to go from one screen to another. And after a very long day of work, I put my phone on silent, I shut off my computer screens, and uh, I actually have this reclining chair right behind my computer desk. I looked at it and I said, you know what? I just wanna lay down there, I wanna dim the lights, and do absolutely nothing. My name is Juan Velas Court, I am from Puerto Rico, and as a person that often has all of these different challenges associated with uh, anxiety, this concept of fatigue, digital fatigue, at first it's something that I thought to myself, hey, I, I got no problem with that, that's not gonna happen to me because I love technology. I've been using technology since I was five to six years old. I was using Windows uh, 95, 98, 2000 for the two days that people cared about that. I had a phone, I played a lot of video games, I love movies, I love music, so when this pandemic first started happening, and you can even actually go back and check out season, let's just call it 1.5 of Happy to Fail because I put out a couple of episodes around the months of February through March. I even sat here and shared some of the tips and the things that I do to maintain my wellness as we work from home. And to this day, I put all of those different things to practice. But what's been different? That was back in March. Now we have March, May, June, July, August, the months continue piling on and on and on. And whether some places open, others close, the fact of the matter is that we are all in the situation where maybe back in the day, people saw technology as a, as a nerdy thing. Oh, that's going to be a fad. That is a phase that's going to run out. Eventually, it shifts to a, let's call it healthy balance, where some people, before the days of Wikipedia, Wikipedia was not the only online source as uh, some people you know, think that is the case now. But before, you could go uh, and use Netscape. You could use different browsers or even those AOL trial disks. You know which ones I'm talking about. Eventually, we got things like Netflix, more accessible internet, and it became a, a part of our lives, but maybe you worked in one place and then you came home and that's when you enjoyed the digital space. But what happens now where every single thing that you do happens in your phone? Your phone, my phone, everybody else's phone now is maybe the most important part of our lives, more so than our car, more so than our home, because think about it. Every single part of that thing has access to contacts, contacts from a family member to your boss. That's where you get emails from personal things like, hey, maybe that thing you bought on eBay shipped to your home but you also got an email from work. You got to send this report tomorrow. And all of this now is happening within the context of your home. And many different places have said, hey, we've identified that a lot of people are actually working more from home and be more productive. So even after this pandemic, this is going to continue. And this can pose a lot of different challenges, especially if you're not necessarily accustomed to using a lot of digital spaces. 
And before I keep going, I just want to give a friendly reminder that this is a peer support driven podcast where I'm not a clinical provider. This does in no way substitute that kind of service, right? I just share my personal lived experience as somebody that's overcome depression and so many other things. And things like right now with digital fatigue, I'm going through this right now. So I just want to share everything that I'm putting into practice as well as also get your feedback, whether it be on Facebook, facebook.com slash happy to fail. We also put up some clips on the Instagram and on Twitter, all happy to fail. And you can also email me directly to Juan at happy to fail.com. And that way we can continue to carry on that conversation. But now just what is digital fatigue? It's that constant exposure to technology, uh, screens, putting on those earbuds, having to be on that 55th Zoom call. And all of this, it's not just about feeling exhausted. It's that even just knowing that it can be 5 p.m. today, but you know, tomorrow you got to be on another call. And that can make you even just cry uncontrollably. And you don't even know why, because imagine that every time you look at your phone, yeah, maybe you're going to go on YouTube and check out videos of uh, something that's going to make you laugh. But what if you accidentally get to stumble upon your email and you see that there's a meeting scheduled for tomorrow in the afternoon? And right now you're thinking about that. So even when you watch that video, you're still feeling the effects of that digital fatigue. And even just me saying this right now, I'm like, yep, I can relate Juan. And, and yes, I just refer to myself in, in third person. And going back to last week's episode with Anna and myself, which I love that extensive conversation. I think that topic of minimizing and validating our emotions was really the key factor that made me realize these conversations just can't be about myself because I've gone through some things and it's not about who's had it better or who's had it worse. It's that we have different experiences. So having Anna's experience, expertise, knowledge, and learning more about the personal details that she shared really gave me a better context of, hey, minimizing and invalidation for me was very different in contrast to the things she lived through. But that's a beautiful experience, and I'm really hoping that somebody else got something positive and something great out of that conversation. But picking back up that conversation about minimizing our emotions, one of the biggest challenges now is that you have a, let's call it a generational or preferential divide where some people just don't like technology. Some people prefer to write on a piece of pen and paper than they would with a mouse and keyboard. Some people prefer the use of board games and things like that as opposed to a video game because I get it. Even me as somebody that loves all of this, after a while, your, your eyes get strained. You get exhausted, the posture, the back problems. There's a lot of good, but also a lot of challenges associated with this constant exposure. And let's say you're sharing all of this with a family member or a friend that doesn't exactly comprehend how important the use of technology is in 2020. They could maybe just say, Juan, how dare you? The luxury of working from home. You're working from home. I bet you're having a great time. Sometimes somebody calls me and I don't know if it's they assume that because I'm working from home, I'm just watching Netflix and pretending to work, but they'll just begin this conversation and I'm trying to cut them off and say like, hey, I have like a, like a meeting in, in two minutes, so I kind of got to hang up. And you even hear the tone of their voice going like, oh, really? Just because I'm working from home doesn't mean I'm, I'm doing everything else and just kind of working when I feel like it. I'm being just as responsible, if not more, from my home than I would be anywhere else. And I think that this is a very different conversation back in March as opposed to now. 
I remember talking about this with a lot of coworkers where between the months of March, May, maybe we did have this uh, honeymoon phase, let's call it, of, hey, awesome, I get to work from home, which means I get to take breaks, I get to wear whatever I want. We've had internal conversations about, hey, wouldn't it be nice to just like wear our work clothes from our home because that way I don't have to figure out what to dress, what to put on because I have to be on this call, but then I have to be in another meeting the other day, which means I got to put on something else so that way people don't think I'm wearing the same clothes every single day. And thinking about this within the context of our home is simply exhausting. As I'm recording this episode, I'm looking at two different screens. On the left one, I have the audio recorder, so everything I'm, I'm saying right now is going to that, and then on the right screen, I have the agenda that I always use as reference, but those two screens have so much use. I play video games. In those screens, I watch movies. I talk with friends. I talk with coworkers. I host meetings. I host support groups, trainings. I edit videos, podcasts, write reports, respond to emails, go on Zoom calls, go on Microsoft Team calls, and utilize Adobe Connect, among many other different things. Now, my question to you, can you relate? I challenge you the same way that I wrote all of that down. Write it down. Every single thing that you do. Why? Because say somebody else is invalidating those emotions that you have, that it's a luxury to be working from home. It's a luxury that you get to do everything in your computer while you watch some YouTube videos. Yeah, I can have that on my second screen, but that doesn't mean I'm working any less. Writing all this down, number one, makes you feel better. Number two, you recognize how responsible you are while also managing everything else. And number three, it gives you a a couple of different talking points with a family member, with friends, with somebody that just does not comprehend how complicated working from home and working with technology really is in 2020. And getting even deeper into this topic of digital fatigue, the reason that I wanted to talk about this is that it's scary because what happens when my safe space and and all of these different wellness activities begin to feel like work? I've expressed this constantly in the first season that I use technology for everything. Usually I have this uh, nightly routine where now that we bought our home back in January, fortunately, right, because my wife and I are working from home and uh, we've had a lot of these conversations about digital fatigue and just trying to navigate the system, right? But even when I disconnect, I go work out in another part of the home, but there I got to take out my Kindle Fire tablet and then I put out my phone with some Spotify soundtracks and I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm taking break from two screens to watch two other ones. And even though it's for wellness activities, it's still two more screens. So this is going to look very different for every single person. But that's why it's so important that you do write down that list because it really helped me. And I know it can probably help you as well. I think the most important thing and what's really helped me with this process of digital fatigue is to not be afraid of change. Once again, I've talked about this before, but... The world has changed. Before, change was, well, maybe somebody hit my car, so maybe I got to walk. Maybe I'm going to college and I don't like what I'm studying. Well, you can change and study something else, but we're talking about our home. I've referenced my home to be my base of operations. I came here to prepare, to get ready for the world, and then I would go out. But now the world is in my home, and whether I like it or not, that is here to stay because pandemic or not, we've recognized the value of technology. Now that I'm home, I can connect with all of you. From my work, I can connect with people from all across Puerto Rico, and it's an incredibly beautiful relationship. But just like everything else, you have your good days, 
you have your bad days. When I have awesome days at work, and, and when I say at work, really I mean in this exact same chair, I'm like, man, I'm done. Now I'm gonna check out Netflix, have myself an awesome time. But what happens when it's not such a great day and Monday doesn't go according to plan, neither does Tuesday. Then the last thing I wanna be is to just be in front of a microphone, in front of a camera, and that's why I've had to learn to embrace changes. And not just that, but before, I was an overly structured person. I would have an agenda Monday through Sunday, right? But because of the pandemic, because me working with a, with a team means that I no longer have to just focus on myself where I go into a building, I work, and then I come back home. Now, maybe somebody has a child, an adolescent they got to take care of. And my availability may be wildly different than the other person. So all of a sudden, it's like maybe when it's my time to rest, the other person has to do something. And we can balance that out, right? We can have conversations to make that happen. But that's led me to recognize that today, I focus on today. I focus on what's happening right now. And the first thing that I do in the morning uh, right after having breakfast and all of that. So I guess this is technically the, the second thing. Well, the third, because I do brush my teeth, people, just, just in case, don't be afraid. So the third thing that I do after that is just sit down in my office, but sit down in that, in that famous now reclining chair and listen to some music that conveys the emotions that I want to feel. Maybe I'm going to have a very tough day. I have five calls. I got to send this email. I got to do all of that. So I try to do whatever is possible to include something in this room related to the emotions that I want to feel. And that in itself brings up another thing, which is you got to feel yourself out every single morning. I could go to bed today and think that tomorrow I'm going to be on top of the world. I'm going to feel so good. I, I don't really need to focus a lot on my self-care. I wake up and I'm like, uh-oh, I don't feel today the way that I thought I would. So right now, another healthy challenge, and let's all do this together, is... Feel your body, feel your mind, feel your soul, connect with all of that right now. How are those uh, shoulders doing? Are they tight? Are they loosened up? Let's actually take a deep breath right now. Let's do it one more time. Breathe in through our nose, breathe out through our mouth. I don't know if you're like me, but a lot of times when I do this and I'm feeling really tense, I actually feel pain when I'm doing uh, when I'm doing that, when I'm breathing so heavily. And that to me is often a sign of, Juan, tread lightly. Be careful because maybe you're not doing as well as you thought that you would. But if I don't, but if I do not give myself that opportunity to connect with my mind, my body, my soul, my spirit everything that makes me who I am, I can keep going and I can be on a Zoom call. All of a sudden, I feel like crying. I feel like yelling. I turn my camera off and I'm thinking, why do I keep doing this? And I have had days where I'm talking, but I'm not feeling anything behind my words. I'm just going through the motions. And that is the fear of digital fatigue. It is far above uh, sadness, it is far above exhaustion. You begin to feel indifferent about every single thing you do. And that's why, especially in these uh, individual episodes where, you know, sometimes I do have Anna with me in the season, other times I'm going to be solo, to talk about more personal details like this, which I really do think is like a, like a healthy binding agent. Notice how Anna and I had a very extensive conversation about the topic of minimizing, but all of this, I'm going through it 
But the challenge that I think all of us have is, what if I talk about this with a coworker and maybe they're not thinking the same? My personal and professional experience has been the following. And this is not tied to Puerto Rico. This is tied to multiple states that I've had the privilege of interacting with people from those states during this time is that the moment that you even even begin to knock on that door related to this topic of digital fatigue, people break open. People are so happy because it's like, finally, I have a chance to not talk about what's happening at my work. It's not about gossip. It's about saying, damn it, I'm tired of technology. I used to love using this, and now I loathe it. And I don't know if you've noticed, but I never like to go into these podcast episodes with the goal of providing a solution to the problem. Yeah, we are all here to figure out a solution to the problem, but sometimes we don't even know what we are trying to solve because recognizing that digital fatigue is a thing doesn't magically mean that it's going to go away, right? That doesn't magically mean that next week I get to go on a vacation from all of this because this is where I work. This is where I connect with my friends. This is where I edit this podcast, right? So I I need technology. All of us have a responsibility that requires somewhat of a use of technology. But just being able to have these conversations and be open and not be judged, not be invalidated, that just makes us feel good because sometimes that is all we need. And that's a healthy challenge I have with all of you. If you have a Facebook account, you can make a a closed off group with many of your friends going through a similar situation and just say like, uh, Hey, let's all explore and share what we are doing to battle digital fatigue. It motivates everybody. You don't feel alone. Somebody can uh, just vent, just share how they're feeling without that fear of being judged. And it empowers everybody. I got to recognize, and and I've begun to recognize this a lot more now than in previous years, I demand so much for myself. I've had a lot of people tell me, hey, Juan, you talk about self-care, but you got to take care of yourself. And even though I do... I need to realize that when I'm productive, I'm on. And this has always been the case with me, whether it be with a podcast or with a relationship or when I get really good at baking. I I tried to become the very best. The problem now is that because everything seems to be kind of seamsies, right? Everything's kind of happening in a similar way because those recipes, I found them on Pinterest, which means the use of a smartphone. I've realized and embraced the need to do nothing. I mentioned it at the beginning of the episode, and I wanted to talk about it here some more because I think a lot of us are sometimes going through this because we ourselves sometimes invalidate our own emotions, what we're going through. And even though I'm working a lot here, sometimes I'm like, Juan, how dare you take a break? You want to take a break, but but you're in your home. And I'm like, uh, how do I talk about this with myself? I, I got to be like, Anna, come back here like... I'm invalidating my own emotions. And that is sometimes the result of so many other people going through that, that even you yourself believe all of that, right? So I've learned to just set limits and put a stop. When I say that I lay down on my reclining chair, I force myself to have those uh, 10 to 15 minutes of nothing. And at the beginning, I almost felt more anxious because I'm like, I could be doing so many different things right now. But after the third fourth or fifth time, that anxiety became replaced with that feeling of relaxation, that feeling of Juan, you got to stop putting out every single fire today because eventually the fire is going to be you. 
somebody's got to put you out because you got to take care of yourself and not wait for somebody else to do that for you. And talking about how I set my limits in the context of digital fatigue, and hopefully this can help somebody else, means that not only do I shut off my monitors once I'm done working, whenever I can, I sometimes uh, leave this place for at least an hour, my home office. But on Saturdays, because my wife and I are just glued to the screen Monday through Friday, sometimes we've got to do something Saturday or Sunday if there's an emergency or something like that related to work. But on Saturdays, we told ourselves, okay, not only are we going to shut all of that off, we turn off the air conditioning unit in our home offices because, hey, we live in the Caribbean. A home office without an AC is equivalent to torture. And in my case, I have no windows. So I need that air conditioning unit. So by turning that off, it forces me to explore other activities. And, and now what we do is that we go to our family room. We have breakfast there. We check out series on Netflix, which right now we are watching The Floor is Lava. For those who don't know, The Floor is Lava is about The Floor is Lava. Don't touch the floor. But this podcast is not about that. I have another podcast for stuff like that. We order food and sometimes just drive around. Not with the intent of getting out of the car and all of that. Sometimes we just drive around and just check out what other people are doing, seeing which places are open, which ones are closed. But Saturdays have become the day of just like, do not do anything. Leave technology. Because the moment that I opened this uh, this uh, home office, I began to do some stuff. And yeah. Sometimes maybe it's like in the evening and I will go here and play some video games or watch a movie because I love that space. Right now, I recently bought some uh, some speakers, right, which is another thing. Uh, go- going back to the first season, I talked about treating yourself. Well, you got to reward yourself right now. And in my case, I said, hey, I'm working from here. I'm doing everything here. So when I watch a movie here, I want it to sound awesome. So I bought myself a speaker system because I was going to Costco for essentials. And and that was there. I had to buy that, right? But it's this healthy mix of rewarding yourself, setting those limits, and not being afraid to have these honest conversations with ourselves, writing down the things that I'm doing to recognize that, not invalidating myself and being open to have these conversations with other people going through similar situations. Hopefully by just talking about this, somebody else feels like we've been able to connect. And like I mentioned, uh, don't be afraid to reach out on social media. Happy to fail on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can email me to Juan at happytofail.com. And just to give you a taste of what's to come, uh, next week, Anna and I are going to be back here. And we're going to have an incredibly healing conversation about how we begun to heal from trauma. Many of you have heard uh, me talk about this topic, and I think that in a time where there are so many different arguments within our communities, uh, where we don't recognize that these events sometimes bring up things from our past, we can have uh, panic attacks, we are so uncertain about the future that Anna and I realized that, hey, why don't we just have an honest conversation about healing from trauma and those initial steps that she and I took. And if you listened to last week's episode, which if you haven't, I strongly recommend you do because even there I mentioned, hey, why not Why not talk about that? So we just wanted to bring it up to the next one. And don't be afraid to recommend things for the future. Uh, don't forget that this season is going to be 
15 episodes. We've written out most of them with the goal of making sure that every conversation leads to the next one. We want these uh, 15 different episodes to be something that not only can you benefit from, say you have a family member, a loved one, somebody in your community that believes uh, talking about mental health is a sign of weakness, link them to these. Just link them to the very first one. All of you know I'm very open about my story because when I say that my story is where things begin in this podcast, but it but it continues with our respective communications and our communities, I really do mean it. We got to keep talking about this. We got to be proud of not just everything that we overcome. We got to be proud and own up those mistakes that we make because they make us just that much stronger. So up until next time, please take care of yourself. Stay motivated and know that we are in this together and I will talk to you next Monday. Take care, everybody.